Welcome, everybody, to the next installment of the Upscale Business Podcast. I'm Mitch Van, and uh, we've got Tom here for another episode of Struggle Street. How are you, mate? Mate, I'm really good. Um, yeah, looking forward to the Easter weekend, man. A couple of days off. Uh, what are you doing? You got much planned? Uh, I've got uh, my kids for the weekend. Um, obviously, I've got one of them always, but I am picking up my little girl uh, Saturday morning, and we're going to go and do an Easter egg hunt. Uh, we're also going to do some Easter oh, egg nice. blowing. Have you ever done that before where you kind of like you put a hole in the egg and you blow out all the yolk and then you colour them? Oh, mate, I completely forgot about that. Yeah, I think I used to do it back in the day um, when I was a young fella. That's good fun, man. Um, and I'm a bit jealous about the Easter egg hunt. Obviously, in Bali, um, Easter's not really much of a thing. So um, I'm going to miss those uh, those Sunday chockies for sure. Tom, um, i got a challenge for you. Why don't you bring Easter to Bali this year? Like, why don't you really <laughs> just push it out, ju- dress up in a nice Easter bunny outfit and just hop around the island for the day? That would be pretty fun. Jump on the scooter and just throw out the, the eggs to everyone just on the street. eggs. Just do it. <laughs> just do it. Just do it. All right. So, look, for anyone, anyone out there wondering, Struggle Street is a segment that we have here on the podcast where we talk to uh, Tom, um, who's, uh, I guess, out on the streets each and every day. And by streets, I mean on the phone talking to, I guess, people that are reaching out, struggling with different things in their business and are wanting some solutions. And, Tom, what are you hearing? What, what's the word on the street at the moment? Yeah, so this week wanted to talk around um, communication within the team and, and communication around changes. So what I mean by this is I had a couple of chats over the last few weeks with guys who they know they need to change things in their business, whether it's you know moving to a new job management system or whatever it might be. Um, and one of their biggest reservations about making that change is how it's going to be taken by their staff. So th- what I thought we'd talk around is um, how to best communicate with your staff. I think um, without tooting our own, our own horn too much, I think at Upscale we have a really healthy um, sort of communication structure that we follow for changes. Um, so I thought we could sort of, you know, talk from experience about what we like to do and um, hopefully give some value to, to everyone out there. Yeah, look, I think that would be a really good way to go about it. You know, we, we're a big believer in um, preaching what we practice. You know, that's a big part of the coaching world. There's a lot of coaches out there that, I guess, talk about what they think is the best philosophy, but they don't actually live and breathe it. And I think that if we talk about the companies that, um, you know, we're a part of and what we do and how we work with them, Ultimately, everything that we get them to do is something that we internally do ourselves. So I think that's a really good way to go about it, Tom. And, um, you know, as a team, we've worked together now for almost you know, a year and a half off and on on different things. Um, and I think, you know, you understand that philosophy well and you've gone through a lot of different changes within our companies. So I think it's a good way to go about it. Um, I do want to preface this with a really simple, I guess, it's, it's, also, it's all, almost a mathematical way to understand a little bit of how we can actually go about change. And if anyone out there's ever read a book called The Rockefeller Habits by Vern Harnish, he talks about the fact that you can only change a certain amount of big things in a business each and every quarter. And that's actually determined by the amount of staff that you have. You know, so there's a mathematical equation and we utilize it here at Upscale for ourselves and all of our clients which ultimately lets us know how many big changes we can bring into a business in any given time. So I think that's a really important thing to take note of. If you're trying to ram change down people's throats consistently, they get edgy, 
they get like they almost get this this point where they're in fight or flight mode and that's a stressor and it's not a good place for a business to be in. so uh, anyone out there listening you know we talk each and every week about different tactics and tools and trainings and all these different things um, but just be mindful that you cannot change too much in one move. Yeah, so I think that's a good preface to do that. But if yeah. we look at the, our own way to run it, when we're talking about communication change, when it comes uh, communication, when it comes to change, we kind of have five different parts to that. Um, and uh, Tom, you know them well. What are they? Yeah, so the first one that I think we um, focus on to begin with is, is creating space for conversations. Now that's all well and good to say, but I think you have to really create a culture where um, you know people. Uh, feel valued uh, and they feel like they can have these open conversations and communications. Um, leading into that is is consistency. So what we mean by consistency is um, rather than, you know, coming up with a change and then, you know, calling uh, you know, one of your staff members and saying, hey, mate, we're doing this, that and the other, you know, um, that's just going to put them on the back fence straight away and, and put them on the defensive. So, when we talk about consistency, I think it's really valuable to actually create time, um, you know, whether it's weekly or fortnightly or monthly, um, to talk around any potential challenges that the business is faced with and any potential changes as a result. Um, and I think that's really key um, just in terms of, you know, um, the, the, the staff members are then prepared for these conversations. Um, they're not on the defensive and they're ready to sort of collaborate together. Um, mate, do you want to talk around the round table policy that, that you love to, um, to use here? I do. I do. I actually was talking about this to someone this morning. Um, you know, we're, we're in a phase at the moment where we are doing some job interviews and I was talking around the round, pol- the round table policy. And something that's really important is here, um, everyone's vote is equal. I don't care who the owner is. I don't care what anyone's position is or anything like that. And I understand that this might not be a, pol- a, a way and structure for everyone's business. But it's something that works really well for ours. Um, and that's simply that, you know, we have conversations about everything within our business. You know, whether it be a new hire, a new position, a new direction, a new program, a new price, a new anything. We openly talk about that with the team collectively. And we actually sit down literally at a round table and all put forth our ideas around that. What are the concerns? What are the pros? What are the cons? Because in business, a lot of the time when someone is against an idea and everyone else is for it, it's normally because there's not enough communication happening around where that idea is coming from. Like what is the actual crux of that idea? And, you know, it's often I might have a piece of information that you don't possess, Tom, and that's why you're against it. Or you're against it because you have a piece of information that I don't know. And so in a roundtable policy, we simply all sit down, we put everything out on the table, and we talk about the idea with no um, negativity around it. Yep, no matter what someone says in that space, you'll never be chastised, you'll never be brought down, you'll never be made to feel stupid, okay? It's an equal space, you know, and I'm a big believer in that. Yep. Yeah, I really like that, man. And it's it's just a case of, you know, being well-informed, you know. We've all seen, you know, working in businesses that a change is implemented and, you know, we just don't really understand why. Um, so if you're able to have those discussions, talk about the challenge, talk about a potential solution for it and work through it, you know, in a round table, that's going to be really beneficial. Yeah. It um, also, just really quickly, it also slows down the change a little bit. Now, I'm all for, I hate politics. 
And I hate businesses where there's a massive, I guess, like board and big political agendas and everything, ta- like change takes too long. But at mm. the same time, change should never be an emotional response. You can have intuition, but you don't want it to be an emotional response based off external or internal factors. And so therefore, when you sit down at that round table, you actually have to put forth your idea and let other people talk around it and, and express what they're going through and what they're thinking about that. And it can just kind of like, it can just slow you down sometimes so you're not making too many emotional decisions about something. Yeah, yep. definitely. Yeah. And you and if you're able to create that mindset where, you know, you're looking for the best possible solution, you don't have an ego around, you know, I want this change. This is how it's going to work. It's more about, you know, we, we need to change something. This is an idea that I'd like to put forward. Let's workshop it and, and make sure that it works for everyone and it's going to yep. um, be a positive move for the business. Yep. Um, and now that flows really nicely into one of your favorite parts of the parts of the week, project time. Yeah, project time. So um, what we do here is we sort of organize a time where we can actually focus on the business, focus on innovation, focus on potential changes um, and sort of you know, get away from the day-to-day tasks that we do. Um, it's just yeah. a great way for everybody to feel valued, um, you know, everybody to feel like they're collaborating together and sort of working toward a common goal. Um, and it's just a good way to break up the week. And I find it's a great way to build connection with, with, with your staff as well. Yeah. Look, with business, the place in which you'll make most of the money, the money is not when you're working in the business, but when you're working on it. And yes, here at Upscale, we run a, like a full day, you know, a Thursday for us, um, for the majority of the team is all around working on the business. Um, but, you know, if you're a smaller business out there, this can literally be like a 15-minute time block or a 30-minute or a half day or anything once a week, once a fortnight, once a month, whatever. But as you said, it's a really great space where you can get down, talk about a certain topic. And the way in which we structure this could be nice and easy. We do this with a lot of our clients, especially when they're at three to four staff. Obviously, it changes a bit as they get bigger, you know, 10, 50, 100 staff, whatever it is. You know, but for the smaller guys out there, three staff, Yet we simply designate a 15-minute window once a week where the team stops work, they jump on Zoom. Yep, they're put into a couple of groups, so, you know, ones or twos or threes or whatever it needs to be, okay? And they get given a topic. Hey, guys, what we want you to do this week is we're struggling a bit collecting invoice payments, and we want you guys to think about what are some other ways that we could combat or overcome this issue, all right? Hey, guys, what we're finding is that no one wants to attend the staff events that we put on and plan. What we want you guys to do is actually come up with and brainstorm some different ideas. And the key to this is when you come back from this time slot, that everyone's ideas are heard and no one's idea is stupid. No one's idea is wrong. No one's idea is anything. And the ultimate goal of this, and this is what a lot of people miss, is it's not the goal is not actually to come up with solutions for the problems that are at hand, but to teach the team that they have incredible minds and the ability to solve problems within themselves. So they stop going to upper management. They stop going to the leaders and the owners or whoever, and they start to solve problems internally. Yep. And as we're trying to build businesses that can have high ticket sales and automate, we want to actually remove the drive and the need for the team to go to the top to have solutions. So, you know, that's, that's ultimately what the outcome or the purpose of project time is. It's not to actually solve the problems that are there in front of us right now, but to create a culture where people understand that they are the solution within themselves. Yep. I love that because also, you know, you, 
everybody wants to have a well-balanced team where people have different strengths. People think about things differently. So there's so much upside to it in that, you know, you as a business owner might have an idea for a change, um, but you think about it one way versus, you know, one of your staff members might be a little bit more creative or think in a bit more of a logistical sense. Um, So it's just a great way of, you know, getting the best ideas from everyone and then making a change that works um, really well. And that's a big thing, Tom, just really quickly. That's a big thing. You know, as a business owner, your goal should be to hire people that are smarter than yourself. Mm. Yeah. Dude, there's a reason that I hired you. You're way better at what you do than I am. Yeah. And I'd be, a, I'd be an idiot if I started to try and always push my ideas onto you. You're a genius in what you do. I need to learn to utilize your strengths. You know, and that's where project time comes in. You allow everyone to put forth their ideas, utilize their strengths, and ultimately, owners, management, whatever the fuck you guys want to call yourself, get to step back and actually see how incredible your team is at coming up with solutions for problems. Yep, totally. So the last one that we wanted to talk about, Mitch, number five, is probably my favorite and I think most important is creating an open feedback loop. So I think in terms of how to put that into practice, um, you know, once you have these conversations around changes, um, you know, at the end of that conversation, you want to go around and get everybody's initial thoughts you know, on what they think, you know, any challenges that they can foresee, um, things they like about their idea or the change, et cetera, et cetera. And then I think it's also really important to make space for you know, a check-in of that change. So once a change has been implemented, um, depending on the change, you, know, you might want to check in in a week or two weeks or um, you know, a month's time. And just get everybody's feedback on that change. See if there's anything that needs to be workshopped. Um, I think that's really key just to make sure everybody's happy, content. Um, you know, they're not sort of holding any negativity that they're not, they don't feel like they have space to talk about. So, um, yeah, open feedback loop is um, five and, uh, and probably my favourite. Yeah. And like you said, one of the, one of the biggest parts of that is allowing the time after something has been implemented to actually review it. And we call this tweak time. And tweak time comes in relation to even when you're building systems. If you talk about systems, you know, building a system for a business, there's five key components, okay? One is like what's the trigger, what's got to happen. Two is what are the steps, you know, okay, that we're actually looking for here. Three is the outcome. Four is can we remove the system? And then five is we need a continual tweak time to go back and look at that system and in this case, look at what the change has been that has been implemented and how it's going and ultimately gauge how successful is what we have implemented and are there any ways that we can make it better. You know, so I understand that why that's one of your, your favourite because that's something you do really well is you establish what the outcome actually is designed to be for something and then you also have a great ability to look at it, pull it apart and also call your own shit out sometimes and go, you know what, this isn't working as well as we wanted it to how do we make this better or how do we achieve the goal that we actually want to? Yep. Love it, man. Yeah, so just to recap those, those five things. Um, so first is creating space for conversations, um, you know, making um, you know, your, your team feel like there is a genuine time and space um, and ability to, to have these kinds of changes around um, any challenges um, or changes. Next is consistency, so creating that time weekly, fortnightly, monthly, whatever works for you and your business. Third is having that roundtable policy, 
um, you know, where you're able to really sort of feel like everybody is engaged, everybody's um, working on a common goal uh, together. Fourth is creating time for projects, so time to work on the business with the team. Um, and then fifth is having that open feedback loop um, with initial thoughts and then a time for a check-in later down the track. Perfect. Perfect. Tom, like I, I know myself, if I was a business owner out there and this wasn't something that I actually utilised at the moment, man, that's a whole lot of value right there. You know, if you've got a team right now or you don't have a team, you can still start to bring all this stuff in so that when you do get one, but guys, girls, everyone, whoever's listening, that is the perfect structure right now for how to communicate change within your business. Nailed it, it, man. Love it. Mate, look, until next week, uh, enjoy yourself. Have a great Easter, and I look forward to talking to you later. Cool, man. Talk soon. Thanks. Bye.